Life is full of challenges. With an unpredictable economy and just as surprising life changes, you need to be prepared to weather any storm. Elder Law and Estate Planning Attorney Kevin Tharp and Financial Advisor Gary Anderson are available to help you with life's difficult decisions. This is Truth in Planning. From worry to confidence, crafting your retirement income strategy. I'm Gary Anderson, Financial Advisor, Anderson Advisors. And I'm Kevin Tharp, Elder Law and Estate Planning Attorney. Kevin, I know you see this all the time when it comes to people in planning, and I do from a financial advisor's perspective. There's two different types of people out there in general when it comes to retirement. Those who have total confidence that they're going to be able to get through their retirement without running out of money and and also able to maintain their lifestyle the way they want to. And then there's the people who aren't sure, and they worry about it. They're stressed out over that. And a lot of times people come to see me because they're already in that stage. They, they've already gotten to the point to where they can see that, well, you know, mm, these, this stuff might not last me as long as I expected it to because I could live to be 85, 90 years old, and it looks like I might run out of money. Or I might have to really taper my lifestyle because if I don't, I'll run out of money. And they don't know for sure, though. That's the problem. It's kind of like when you have an ailment of some sort. You have a pain, you're sick, whatever it is. And you're really more worried about that before you go to the doctor than you are after you go to the doctor or after you start finding out what's wrong with you so you can address it, so you can attack whatever this thing is that's bothering you, this ailment. Well, this is kind of the same thing. It is an ailment when you are concerned about your retirement to the point that you're losing sleep over it because you don't know if it's going to last you for as long as you and or your spouse live. You worry about that, and it affects your whole lifestyle, where sometimes just a simple conversation with an advisor can get you to a point to where you feel better about it, and then a continued conversation with that advisor being able to plan for your retirement, making sure you put a plan in place that you can follow, then you become confident that you can get through this this retirement without having to compromise either your lifestyle or run out of money, one or the other. So what we want to talk about today is some of these worries, some of these concerns that people have, and what what causes that, some of the things that need to be addressed. But I will tell you this, overall, planning really makes a difference. And it's no different than like the example I was using with the medical profession, the medical doctor. If you go to a doctor, you've got something going on that you need addressed. The plan is developed to help you get through whatever this ailment is. And um, this is no different than than having a financial and a retirement plan that you need help with. And if you don't think you need help, there's a lot of times that's exactly when you do need help, when people assume they've got it right. What what I see a lot of times, and uh, it's one spouse or the other, but one spouse thinks everything is just fine and they're going to get, they're going to fly through retirement and we're not going to have any problems with it. And the other spouse is saying, show me, show me how we're going to do that. And that's a good point. If, if your spouse is telling you right now 
that, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We've got it. I've been doing this stuff all these years. I'm good at investing. We've been good at saving money. We made a good income. We have a good lifestyle, and we're going to be able to continue that right on. Even if one of us dies, everything's going to be fine. And then you ask that spouse, well, show me. This is what Betsy always tells me. Show me where you see that. Let me let me see it. I, and what she'll tell me is, I'm not. I don't want to get into the details, but you give me the general idea of what what's how this is going to happen. And that could relate to anything in life. But in this particular case, we're talking about retirement. And this is what the other spouse. Hmm, I, I would suggest you may, you ask that question. Would you show me how you do this? Show me what we have in place to make sure that I am not going to be left here one of these days without the money and the resources I need to get through my retirement. We're talking about going from worry to confidence in your retirement today on Truth and Planning, and I'm with my co-host, Gary Anderson, financial advisor. And Gary, I know uh, I, I liked your statement that planning helps reduce that worry and pushes you towards the confidence. Because, number one, you can actually, with a plan, a written plan, you can actually see how it's going to work. But you can also see it, and as a part of that plan, that written plan, you know there may be things you need to make adjustments for. There are things that could happen uh, in your life. I know in the next segment, we're going to talk about uh, when things happen. When you notice things happening, like a decline in your health, especially your cognitive health, and there's some things that you can do with planning to prepare for that. Well, it's the same thing with financial. It's not like you're going, oh, I know this is, I have confidence this is going to happen to me, Mm -hmm. but it's like, if it does happen to me, I'm prepared. Or if it does happen to my spouse, we are prepared because we have that taken into account as a part of our written plan. So I think the key is what you touched on have a written plan. Mm-hmm. And there's ways to go about that. And one thing we as financial advisors do, and there are others out there that do the same thing, we actually put this into a system that we use to determine. It factors everything. It factors inflation. It factors interest rate increases or decreases. It factors social security increases. Anything, or long-term care, anything that can affect you all these things are cranked into the system, and out comes a plan that fits what your needs and what you want to do. And it really does still come back to the individual. It comes back to us as, as retirees, as individuals. When we reach this stage in life, we, we want to make sure that it's effective, it works right. And this, does, this is something that most people, uh, you get to sooner or later, but you need to be getting there sooner. If you don't have a plan, you do not have confidence. I don't care how much you say you do, somewhere deep down inside, if you don't have that roadmap, you're probably not going to get to where you want to go, or you may get there and it'll be a very rough road if you do. It's best to go ahead and lay out this course now, lay out the plan now. And once you do this, you do have confidence, you know your investments are addressing what's going on with your retirement, Investments do change during our retirement years, or they should be changing. The way we invest does. Sometimes a big part of this overall plan is investing according to where you are right now in your retirement career. And this, once you put this in place, 
it's not really autopilot. You're still managing things because things change. Um, sometimes plan A, plan B, plan C, you flip switches. If so-and-so happens, then we do this. And well, if this happens, if this spouse dies, then we do this. But all those scenarios are, scenarios are there, Kevin. It's like the, the estate planning that you do for people. It's the same th- type of concept. It addresses anything that's going to happen somewhere down the line. Even knowing that not everything is going to affect everybody the same way, you're addressing pretty much every possible outcome when you put the plan together. It doesn't matter if it's estate planning or financial planning, you're doing the same thing. But when it comes to retirement, you always have to remember that's a that's very finite. This is the last stages of your life. And you could be in retirement for a long time. My grandfather was retired for 40 years, and uh, he enjoyed every bit of it. But he actually had a plan. He knew he was going to get through that retirement. He and my grandmother both, and she outlived him. She had plenty of, of resources to take care of herself because of the planning he did. And it, for him back then, it was very simple planning. He was a farmer, and uh, he was pretty much used to living every year based on circumstances, weather, things like that. So he planned for different circumstances and did a good job with it. And so that's what we want to get people to. This is what we want to make sure that people understand is it's a conversation you can have. And if you'd like to come in and talk to us about it, we'd welcome you to do that. Our number is 888-371-2847. Anderson Advisor. Coming up, we're going to talk about when things happen. When things happen, I'm Kevin Tharp, Elder Law and Estate Planning Attorney. And I'm Gary Anderson, Financial Advisor, Anderson Advisors. Gary, when things happen, I think about um, a a story. Uh, And it's a story that many of us, unfortunately, or a lot of us are familiar with. Uh, I experienced it with my parents and my family, and I, I know many of our listeners have, and I know you have. And that's when we notice that things are happening with our loved one. Maybe it's our spouse, and we notice that our spouse is doing things uh, like repeating the same question mm-hmm. or asking the same question, and you just told them. Or you notice that they're uh, talking about something that happened many, 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 many years ago, and they bring up a subject about many, many years ago as though it had happened yesterday. And you notice that. Uh, and uh, and especially in uh, as we get older, I'm seeing that a lot with uh, my in-laws. I saw that a lot with my dad, although my dad liked to tell uh, the same stories over and over. My dad was always famous for when he tell a joke, you knew he, he couldn't stop laughing before he got to the punchline. So I don't know what was funnier, dad telling the joke or... You were laughing at him. Or laughing at him, <laughs> laughing at the punchline. But, you know, later on, dad stopped doing that. He'd tell a joke, but it was almost like he was telling uh, a a fiction story. You know, it was almost like he was like a news reporter. And you're like, you've heard the joke before, but he was telling it in a different way. Kind of a broken. Kind of a broken. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was just, you notice as things start happening. And in the legal industry, we refer to that as incapacity. 
And so often it's gradual. Now, sometimes it can be very sudden. I know with my mother, it was very sudden. There were some mm-hmm. sudden changes, quick changes, the, the quickest being when she fell and hit her head. There was complete incapacity at that point. But oftentimes it's gradual. We notice little things and maybe we don't pay attention to it. Maybe it's things going on with us. And we notice, I notice a lot of times when things are getting real hectic and busy uh, at work life and home life and things that you just forget things. You just, you know, uh, I hadn't got to the point where I forget to put my pants on and walk outside. Uh, but, you know, you could that could actually happen. You could actually, um, I thought I lost my wedding ring uh, a while back. And I mean, for months I was looking for it. But I didn't really realize that it was gone until about three or four days later. And I just happened to look down on my finger in my wedding ring. I didn't lose it. I eventually ended up found it because I wanted to put it in a safe place. But I put it in such a safe place, I forgot where that <laughs> safe place was. So when you notice these things happening uh, in incapacity, are there things you can do? Are there things that you can do on behalf of a loved one to get ready or prepare? And as an elder law attorney with 35 years of personal and professional experience, I found that there are three things that you can do, three things you can focus on that can help you when things happen. And one of those things is incapacity. And number one, prepare for access. One of the most common reasons we get calls on a regular basis, and we're seeing a huge influx in the number of calls we're getting on a regular basis. This radio show has a huge part in that. But I think a big part of it is also that people are getting at the stage in their life where they're transitioning from being active parents and raising uh, children to the transitioning of children going to college or maybe children getting married and starting having families of their own. And they're transitioning into those what we call retirement years. Uh, and they're transitioning, and we talk about this all the time, and we see this transition. We're starting to see it in our own personal lives. Uh, Missy and I have become empty nesters, and we're seeing a different transition. And so you start seeing these things, and we get calls on a regular basis because people need to get access. Something has happened, and they need to get access to help their loved one, not to take over, not to take control, although that sometimes can be a motive for, for many uh, prospective clients. But the biggest reason is they just want to help. They want to help their loved one. They want to help their spouse. They want to help um, uh, their parent or grandparent uh, with those things. And so making sure that you and others have access is one of the most important things you can focus on as things start to happen. You're listening to Truth in Planning. I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors, and I'm here with my co-host, Kevin Tharp, state planning and elder law attorney. And today he is talking about, Kevin, you're talking about when things happen. And uh, things always happen in life. We kind of get used to change when things happen. But I think it really gets magnified. It's really enhanced when you get towards uh, the last 20, 25 years of your life. And things do start to happen that you aren't familiar with, that you're not used to. It could be health care. It could be cognitive abilities, things like that that start happening. And that becomes frightening for people. They don't, they, they don't feel like they're prepared for that. And I know what a lot of the things that you do 
help people prepare for that before it ever even is on the horizon for that matter. Missy and I were talking the other day, and she said, can you do a show about when things happen, like when you first see that gray hair? And I'm like, that's a totally different show. <laughs> yeah, I, can't yeah, help you with it. I can't help you with that, because I'm well beyond that point. Come it's on, like, Missy, you're off the chain with you that know, I actually start freaking out when I see a dark hair rather than a gray hair, because I'm like, all right, what's going on? Something's, something's, something's wrong. wrong. <laughs> something's wrong here. But when things happen, uh, one of the biggest things when things start to happen, like incapacity, is you need access. So how do you get that access? How do you make sure that you're prepared so that you have access and that others can step in and get access at the very time you need it? And this is where I want to focus on document over title. One of the most common things that I hear people tell me as they're transitioning and preparing for that stage, maybe they're noticing it in themselves and they say, you know what, we got to start doing something here to make sure my kids can take care of me. So when I, if I get to the point where I have no idea where I am and who I am, that somebody can take care of me and they get access. So they go and here's what banks are famous for. Put your kids' names on your bank account. Hear it all the time. I had a client the other day that went to the bank to title their bank account in the name of a trust, and the bank gave them this worksheet and said, here are things you can do to title your bank account instead of a trust. And one of them was put your kid's name on your bank account. So that was a, a, a tip coming from a professional bank. organization. A bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. If you give up ownership, you're going to eventually lose access. If you share ownership, if I put my daughter's name on my bank account, now most people, when they do that, I would say that most people that I run across, their children don't misuse that. In other words, they don't say, oh, I need to go in and take every dime out of mom's account and put it in my name Okay. until something happens. Mm. Mom falls and hits her head in there or falls and breaks a hip goes to the hospital. They say, oh, we better start doing anything. So they take everything out of mom's account and go put it into an account in their name. Now, we're not going to, my siblings and I are in agreement. We're not going to spend that money unless mom needs it. Then why take it out of her name? Why put it, why put it in your, your name on it to begin with? Well, I want to make sure I can get to mom's stuff to pay her bills. Well, if you give up ownership, you put your kids' names on your bank account. If kids, if you put your name on your parents' bank account, they're going to lose access. And not only that, there are penalties for giving up ownership. So there's an alternative, and that's have a document. Have a trust. Have a revocable living trust and a power of attorney. And in the next segment, we're going to talk more about the details of how that works. But in the meantime, Gary, if you're experiencing as a listener, if you're out there and you're experiencing things are happening in your family's life, give us a call. 770-503-1022 or the best ways to reach us through our website, kevintharp.com. How confident are you with your retirement paycheck? That's coming up next.
In retirement, income is everything. I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors. And I'm Kevin Tharp, elder law and estate planning attorney. Kevin, when I say income is everything in retirement, well, that's not everything as it deals with your life. That's not the spiritual component of your life. That's not the social component. But that income you have in retirement helps you, enables you to be able to enjoy these other things for sure. And when I ask people how confident they are in their retirement income, a lot of times, first thing they're going to say is, well, I don't know, because I don't know about that Social Security. I don't know how long that's going to last, because we keep hearing it's going to run out of money in two or three years, whenever that is. And um, yeah, that is something to be somewhat stressed over. Not, not it shouldn't, it shouldn't take over your life. But as a financial advisor, one thing that we do plan on is the potential for Social Security being not being as whole as it is now. Hopefully, and this is one thing we do have to hope for. This Social Security issue is going to get fixed for future generations. I would venture to say right now most people who are retired are getting ready to retire. Most likely, Social Security will be still be there as it is now for you. But we do have to be concerned about, especially about generations beyond that. And what's important there is future generations. Let's see, say people in their 20s right now, who, by the way, are pretty good at saving money, probably much better at saving money than some of the prior generations, the baby boomer generation, for sure. Uh, Even though baby boomers uh, uh, saved a lot of money over the years, mostly in 401ks, they weren't quite as diligent as we're seeing with some of these younger generations now, because they've seen what happens when they don't have money. So I'm really impressed with people in their 20s and 30s now putting money in that 401k contributing as much as you possibly can, and then a little more, have your employer match it, and that's going to pay big dividends for you one of these days, so it can address some potential, I guess, deficiency in Social Security income. It will be able to do that if you plan far enough ahead, and certainly that 401k that you're starting out now in your 20s and 30s is going to help you be able to have confidence in income in general, even though you might not have confidence in Social Security, you'll have confidence in the income that you're going to make, no matter what your the degree of your Social Security will be, because you've planned for that, the potential for that. So congratulations on some of the younger generations. I will encourage you to do exactly that. Do like other people are doing, save money. Don't ignore that 401k. Get signed up with it and make sure that you're contributing and contribute a little bit more than you think you can, because I promise you this, you will never miss that money once you start taking it out. It's it's not there. You don't even think about it anymore. But when you see that retirement statement every now and then, and it's starting to grow, it really is a good reward to know that oh, you're going in the right direction. This thing's going to be here 30, 40 years from now for me, and it's going to really impact how much income I can make in my confidence in retirement. So it's important to make sure that we are completely confident in the retirement income plan we had in the previous segment. I had talked about setting up this plan. When we set up a retirement plan financially for people, it is an income plan because income has to address 
all these needs you're going to have down the line, needs you haven't even thought about before, things that happen outside of your control, like inflation, like interest rates, like um, Social Security cuts, or maybe Social Security certainly decreases could happen with that. But to be able to address all these things so you don't have to think about it so much. So the sooner you do that, the better off you are. And what we see with people now in their 50s, it's a good time to really start solidifying a plan. Even though you may not have any intentions to retire anytime soon, it's good to know that you're closer now to retirement than you were. So start planning accordingly. And right inside that 401k, there are ways to plan for something that's going to happen sooner now rather than later. We're talking about income in retirement today on Truth and Planning, and I'm with my co-host Gary Anderson, financial advisor. And Gary, I think of income in retirement is it may not be the engine, but it's like gasoline. It sure fuels that engine. And the better you have and the more of it you have, the less likely that engine is going to fail. And like Yogi Berra says, income is, well, that's like real money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yogi said that too? I think so. I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Social Security, as I was saying, that's the foundation now of our retirement income. And it's kind of hard to get away from that because that's been this way for now for about 80 years. And people have gotten real used to the concept of Social Security and um, we can re- still rely on that to a, a, a great degree, but we need to plan if things do happen to it, and that is part of an overall plan. But Social Security is a good foundation. And when you had somebody telling me the other day, okay, I'm going to need $7,000 a month in my retirement, and that's $84,000 a year. That'll help me maintain my lifestyle, mine and my spouse's lifestyle. And uh, we feel confident that if we can create that amount of money every month, that amount of income every month, we'll, we'll have a good retirement as long as we can allow for things being more expensive and, and adding to that income when that, thing, when that happens, when inflation happens, then we can be confident with that. But as far as your overall retirement income goes, you always have to remember, too, Social Security-wise, when one spouse dies, there's going to be less of that coming in. But on the other hand, this particular person that I was talking to, $7,000 a month. That sounds good. Well, Gary, I don't know how the heck I'm ever going to do $7,000 a month. Where's $7,000 a month going to come from these investments I have? $84,000 a year, and I may be here 30 years. Will I have enough to address that? Well, I said, well, one good thing is we already know one part of your income that's coming in anyway. And this particular person had right at $4,000 a month, maybe a little bit more, in Social Security coming to them. They hadn't started taking it yet because they weren't really ready to retire quite yet. But I said, think about that. You pretty much have a good portion of it already addressed. You have over half of it addressed. But again, a spouse has to know that some, some Social Security is going to go away, that being the lesser of the two. So the plan can address that additional income you're going to need further down the line. As we look at age differences in spouses, the planning really, Kevin, becomes more imperative. If you've got a spouse that's 10, 15, 20 years younger than you are, which is not uncommon, we see it all the time, if you have a spouse that much younger than you are, really, the overall financial retirement plan is about the younger spouse. 
because the older spouse or the, the the spouse who you assume could go first, being the older, eh, the younger spouse dies first, nothing really changes a whole lot. Maybe some Social Security, but it's not as impactful as it is if you if the natural sequence of things happens and the younger spouse is going to be here 30 more years or 40 more years from today, that you have that plan in place. That younger spouse will take a great deal of confidence, have a great deal of confidence, knowing their income is not going to get whacked when, the, when, their, when their spouse dies, and they're actually going to be able to increase their income if the planning and the investing and all the associated investing is done properly. And that's what you need to do. That's what you need to start with is a conversation with someone who's an expert in that field, that being a financial advisor who specializes in retirement. And we do this, and we do this for people, and we have conversations all the time. Sometimes all it takes is a conversation. You may have things just like you want it, but you want somebody to tell you you have things just like you want it or just like you need it. That's one thing that we can do, too. So don't don't think you're in this alone. There is someone there to help you navigate that retirement. Gary, I think the difference with you is the experience that you have. You've been through this uh, yourself. You've been through this with many, many clients over the years. You've been through this with your parents and other family members. And so how can our listeners take advantage of that experience and have a conversation with you? Kevin, we enjoy doing this. You can call us at Anderson Advisors, 888-371-2847. In the next segment, we're going to talk more about what to do when things happen. When things happen, what to do when things happen in our life. I'm Kevin Tharp, elder law and estate planning attorney. And I'm Gary Anderson, financial advisor, Anderson Advisors. Gary, in the previous segment, we talked about uh, when things happen. And one of the most common things that I have found in my conversations, not only as an elder law attorney, but just as an individual uh, in the groups of people and circles that I'm in, uh, is regardless of what circle or group of people it is, and I travel in different circles, uh, but the conversation inevitably ends up with parents or grandparents mm-hmm. because we're, many of the people that I'm with are in the same transitions in life that I'm in, empty nesters and our kids are off in college or grown and married and have families of their own, and now we're uh, helping with our uh, aging parents and when things start happening, we notice things that are different uh, with our parents or gra- even grandparents that, or even our spouses. Uh, and one of the things that we notice are happening are uh, they're not doing th- – they're forgetting things unlike they used to. I mean, my dad was a, a vice president and, and a treasurer and comptroller for three highway construction companies in three different states. The man knew how to balance books. The man knew how to watch expenses but as he got older, those kind of things just, you know, a bounce check would be totally unheard of for my dad. It'd be like me drinking a Pepsi. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> and by the way, I told my family, if you ever see me drinking a Pepsi, that's when you notice things are going to start. Things are happening at that yeah. point, right? Time to start getting you checked out for sure. That's right. 
uh, especially if I'm there doing that and wearing a University of Florida Gators T-shirt. I mean, that's just there's some things really going on. You'd have to there. be unconscious for yeah, somebody to put so. that thing on. I think so. But we noticed that things like that in my dad. So, what can you do to prepare for those? What are some specific things you can do? And I, at the end of the segment, I talked more about focus less on the title and more on the document in that situation because access becomes the key. And I know that sounds contradictory to a lot of times what you've heard me say on this show that title means everything, and it does in many situations. But you got to focus on title. If you focus on title, more on, oh, well, let's change ownership and let's put our kids' names on our bank account, you have changed title in a way that's going to have much more of a negative impact on you and them as well. Whereas focus more on having the right document. And in this case, I have found, without exception, the two best documents you can have to be prepared when things like incapacity start to happen is, number one, a revocable living trust. Because a revocable living trust is like a power of attorney. It's a document that works like a power of attorney. Now, title is involved with that revocable trust, but when you change title on your bank account, for example, to a revocable trust, you keep ownership and you give others access without giving them ownership. In other words, you don't have to give up ownership in order to get access, and a revocable trust is a great estate planning solution. Because you get title and document coordinated together, your wish is, if I can't manage my trust and all the assets titled in the name of my trust, then I authorize my spouse, my children, or others to have access, and I give them the instructions. I give them the access, and I give them the limitations on their access. This is how you're to use your access, and that limitation is they got to use it for you. They can't use it for themselves. And most people will follow those instructions. Most of our families and children will do that. But it also protects from that rogue person who says, and maybe it's not the child, maybe it's the spouse of the child that is telling them, use your access. We need to borrow some money to take care of some of our debts. We're behind on our mortgage, so let's go access mom and dad's money and let's pay off that mortgage. And it sounds like, oh, that doesn't happen, Kevin. In the recent weeks, I've gotten calls from prospective clients, and that's exactly what's happened in their family. A loved one has taken advantage of the access they were given because mom and dad put their name on the asset. They put their name on the bank account. They put the child's name on their home. And that child used their ownership of that home to mortgage that home to pay for a business that failed, and that business failed they lost the parent lost the house because the child used their access and ownership. So with the revocable trust, you don't give up ownership and you give others access and you limit that access. Another document to have is a power of attorney, especially a medical power of attorney, because you want people to be able to go and have access to talk about in, in, with your doctor about your medical situation. My wife right now is with her mom and dad at one of her dad's medical appointments, hmm. 
and she has the authorization authorization to do that. Why? Because my father-in-law made his wife and my daughter as the co-agents for health care. So if he can't talk to the doctor or understand what the doctor is saying, she can be a part of that. You're listening to Truth in Planning. I'm Gary Anderson, Anderson Advisors. I'm here with my co-host, Kevin Tharp, estate planning and elder law attorney. And Kevin, I think that's a good example right there. Your in-laws are now experiencing something. Something has happened. Things are changing. Things are changing. They've addressed this already. Through the planning they've done, they have addressed these things. If, if and when they do happen, they're ready for it. And that gives not only gave them confidence during the years, but it also gives you and Missy in particular confidence, too, that things were addressed. Because things are changing. Things are changing. Things are going to change in their lifestyle. They're likely going to come in and move in with us and sell their home. Things are going to change. And so it's important to have access. It's important for you, the listener, the parent, to keep ownership. You don't have to give up ownership in order to give the people you trust access. Children, you don't have to be a co-owner on the bank account or your name on the home in order to have access. So the Two of the three things that we tell people to focus on to be prepared when things are happening is access and keep ownership. Now, there are a lot of other attorneys, even elder law attorneys, that recommend just the opposite. You got to give up ownership if you want to protect things. You got to give up ownership if you want to have access. Things like irrevocable trust are often recommended. Oh, you got to put your home in an irrevocable trust. You got to put all your assets in an irrevocable trust. Then you're prepared. Then you're protected if something happens. Well, Gary, if you give up ownership, if you put your home or put your bank accounts or your financial accounts in an irrevocable trust, you've given up all access along with all ownership. And you've put 100% access in the hands of somebody else. And if you want to use your stuff, if you want to get to your bank account, you got to get your child's permission or your grandchild's permission. So be very mindful and careful when somebody is recommending that in order to get access, you've got to give up or share ownership. And it happens all the time. So we just recommend get a second opinion before you do that. And we'd be happy to give you that second opinion. And if you focus on those two things, then you are prepared when things start to happen. And the last thing, very quickly, it's very simple. Focus on the type of assets you have. Things like your home, retirement accounts, life insurance policy, personal effects, and automobiles are all the types of assets that are protected if something happens to you and you therefore don't have to give up ownership to protect them. They're already protected. In fact, if you give up ownership of your home, for example, you lose the protection that you already have. So focus on access, focus on keeping ownership, and focus on the type of asset you have, and you'll be prepared when something happens. Preparation, 
protection and the plan. Kevin, how do people get on the, the right track with this? Best way to reach me is through my website, kevintharp.com. Investment advisory services are offered through Anderson Advisors, a registered investment advisory firm. Anderson Advisors is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investments involves risk, including with potential for loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Any reference to protection, safety, and lifetime income generally refers to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the strength and paying capabilities of the insurance carrier. This show is intended for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. You should consult with a financial advisor to help determine the best options for your particular circumstances. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not endorsed by the United States government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions construed herein presented by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. Completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Gary Anderson or Anderson Advisors is affiliated with attorney J. Kevin Tharp or any guests on this show. Thank you.